0: Alright, let's see. Is this thing even recording? What the heck? Happy Valentine's Day. By the time I've recorded and edited this episode and it's reached your ears, it's probably way past Valentine's Day. But that's kind of perfect because time is a construct and Valentine's Day is a capitalist scam. But I love love and any reason to celebrate it is fine by me. On this episode, I'm going to be alone. That's kind of scary, but I thought I'd mix things up a little bit. I'm going to walk you through my Valentine's Day. Hi, my name is Camilla, and this is Abortion with Love, a podcast dedicated to reclaiming the ways that we talk about abortion. time in a long time, I had the apartment to myself. And because of that, I decided I wanted to spend the day alone, and really just pamper myself the way I would pamper a lover. My day started with what actually has been a highlight of my day every day, some yoga. I should probably warn you now that this episode is going to be full of cliches. If you thought that this would somehow be a new and refreshing take on self-love on Valentine's Day, then I suggest you skip this episode, because I'll be talking about exactly the kind of thing you might read in a self-help magazine. Though, I did include a love letter at the end, which could be worth the wait. So, at the start of January, I decided to start a 30-day yoga challenge on Yoga with Adrian's YouTube channel, me and 3.5 million other people who had ambitious New Year's resolutions. It started with this gnawing feeling that after three months of winter hibernation, it was probably time to move my body a little bit. A workout felt too ambitious, but 20 minutes of light yoga felt doable. And for the first week, it really felt like a chore. I was forcing myself to do my cats and cows and downward dogs. But then something changed and I started to feel my body get a tiny bit stretchier, my mind a little bit more quiet, and I was walking around with my back a little bit straighter. And it just started to feel really good. But my favorite part of all of this was that Adrienne, in that cheesy and cringy way that she can sometimes be, was telling me to whisper things like, I am strong, and making me massage my feet and telling me to wrap myself up in a blanket while we laid still for the last few minutes of the video. And I surrendered those thoughts that were telling me that this was very silly, and I actually started to enjoy these tiny actions. They reminded me of my friend Clara, who's a yoga instructor among other things, and who at the end of every practice would walk around the room giving everyone face massages. And while it's definitely not the same, I realized that I didn't need Clara to give my body that kind of love. Anyway, what I'm getting to is that you can basically skip the 30-day yoga challenge because the best part really is the solo feet massages, but the yoga part was really nice too. Then I spent about an hour in the bathroom. I took a long shower, I may or may not have enjoyed the company of my beloved Satisfyer Pro 2, I exfoliated my body, I trimmed my nails, I cleaned my ears, I applied lots of luscious, wonderfully smelling oils and creams on myself, it was so luxurious. I then walked around in my bathrobe feeling like royalty, watering all of my plants. This very graceful scene interrupted by the abrupt smacking of me killing the fungus nets that never seemed to go away despite all of my home remedies. I then sat on the couch with a face mask on, hair wrapped in a towel, a warm cup of tea in my hands, and started to read The Break by Marianne Keyes in preparation for the next abortion book club meeting. In case you didn't catch it in the episode with Joe Strong, there's a book club dedicated to books about abortion, and it's so great. You don't even have to read the books. Side note, after living in Gothenburg for three years, I finally signed up at the public library. Did you know that you can borrow books for free at the library? Like real books? I guess I'm very late to the party, but libraries are freaking wonderful. I guess I've always just felt like the books I like to read are not famous enough to be in a public library, or maybe it's just that I love books so much that I very selfishly want to own all of them and build my own library. But being unemployed and being burdened by books that I bought and hated, I decided to give the library a try. And it's the best. Plus, the pressure of having to return books is actually getting me to read more, so that's nice. I then bought myself a plant and cooked myself a fancy meal and treated myself to some natural wine with placemats and linen napkins and candles and erica Badu. I can recommend all of it. But the best part of my day though was the live drawing session that I attended on Zoom hosted by the Body Love Sketch Club. And here's a shout out to my friend Laura for recommending it. It's a Zoom call of about 50 people and there's a few people who volunteer to pose while everyone else is drawing. I had lost all hope for finding honest human connection over Zoom But I left that Zoom call feeling so energized and inspired. It was a space that welcomed all bodies, all forms of creative expression, where there was just so much kindness and vulnerability and nakedness, and I just had so much fun, and I even mustered up the courage to pose semi-nude, and it felt really good. There's something kind of magical about 49 people admiring your body and immortalizing it on paper. I highly recommend it. I think what actually made this day possible was the fact that it coincided with my phone detox. I turned my phone off for 48 whole freaking hours. And when I couldn't rely on social media, I had to find ways to entertain myself. I've been feeling a lot of anxiety lately, and since I had no plans for the weekend, I thought I'd take the opportunity to see what it would be like to be out of service. And it was so refreshing. I thought it would be really hard, especially now that it's winter and there's a pandemic and our opportunities for entertainment and stimulation and human connection feel so limited. But it actually wasn't hard at all. At the beginning, I kept catching myself wanting to fill in those blank moments in my day, while I wait for the water to boil or when I'm sitting on the toilet. But once it sunk in that I didn't have a phone, I just sat and waited and thought about things and looked around me. I feel kind of pathetic saying all of this, like that I'm addicted to my phone and I forgot what it's like to just sit and think and not be distracted all the time, and that the only way to get me to stop scrolling aimlessly on social media is to just turn the whole thing off. But that's how it is, and it worked, and I know that I'm not alone in feeling that. And to end the day of modest indulgences, I decided to write a letter to you. So here it is. Dear listener, your reasons for having an abortion are your own business and you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone an explanation or a justification. I don't care if you used birth control or not. I don't care if you're financially stable or not. I don't care if you're single or not. I don't care if the time was right for having children or not. Or what I mean to say is that Of course I care, I do care, but I care about you and I trust that you did what you had to do. And for that, I'm proud of you. You are your best advocate and I'm here to support you in whatever ways you need to be supported. You're entitled to feel whatever you feel, from grief to joy and everything in between. And those two are not opposite ends of a spectrum. It's not an either or. You can feel powerful while you feel powerless. You can feel scared while you feel joy. You can feel freedom while also being so angry you want to break the world around you. Feel it all and feel it shamelessly, unapologetically, feel everything at the same time, or let those feelings come to you in scattered moments, but let yourself feel. We are all complicated and messy and hold multiple truths within ourselves. The world says that we don't exist, but here we are, living, choosing love over fear, choosing abundance over scarcity, choosing to take up space, unapologetically, in a world that is constantly trying to deny us that space. I believe that abortions are a radical act of self-love. It's about putting yourself first, of putting your family first, of prioritizing yourself and your own body. It's also a radical act of rebellion, of politely declining pregnancy, of saying, no thanks, not for me, not today, of rejecting society's expectations that tell you that you have to become a parent, no matter at what cost, of rejecting the expectation that women have to sacrifice themselves and their needs for others. It's a radical act of love to future you and your future children, of saying, this world does not deserve my baby. Not right now, anyway. I am pro-abortion, just like I'm pro-universal healthcare, pro-paid parental leave, pro-abolition. I don't believe that abortion is a last resort, or a worst-case scenario, or a plan B. I don't believe in avoiding abortions or reducing abortions. I am pro-abortion because I am pro-life, I am pro-sex, and I believe in a world where love is not a commodity, where we can love unconditionally and we can prioritize pleasure. I believe that abortion is one of the tools that exists for people to create the life that they want for themselves. Because I believe that babies should be born in a world that welcomes them and supports them and their existence fully. Because with abortions come intentionality. The intentionality of putting yourself and your community first. I love abortion, and implying otherwise would mean denying the history of women who have been in control of their own fertility since the beginning of time. It would be denying the perseverance, the resilience, the power of women, of people who get pregnant. We have the responsibility to shape a future that is centered around justice, a responsibility to dismantle the boxes that categorize people and their pregnancies, that categorize humans as wanted and unwanted, that encourages some pregnancies and looks down on others, that celebrates some babies and neglects others. We have a responsibility to take down this world and build a new one, where we honor the abortions and the pregnancies and the births of everyone. As the incredible Renee Bracey Sherman says, Everyone loves someone who has an abortion, and I love you. Yours truly, Camilla. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. As a thank you to you, I made a playlist, a self-love playlist. You can find it in the show notes. And I love hearing from you, so send me your own self-care rituals, your own love letters, all your questions or suggestions. This project has been so incredibly fulfilling for me. It gives me the chance to meet incredible people who are fighting for reproductive justice, and it gives me the chance to spread their magic onto you. That being said, this project requires a lot of time and money, and while I strongly believe that it's worth it, I would really appreciate some support. If you're up for supporting this work financially, there's a link in my show notes where you can buy me a coffee. And if that's not your jam, that's totally cool. There are other ways that you can support my work. If you have a fun project of your own and you want to collaborate, give me a shout. You can also support me by sharing the podcast with people you think might enjoy it. Or maybe even the people who definitely won't enjoy it. Or you can follow me on social media. After all, it's 2021 and followers are a modern currency. Or just keep on listening. I see you and I'm so glad you're here. I love abortion and implying otherwise um, we